0: Serious news, seriously entertaining. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, happy, happy Friday, baby.
1: Oh, happy Friday. You want to laugh to start the show? I would love to. Becky Lynn, you want to laugh before you start the show? Of course. We like to poke fun at everybody, right? Uh, Here's the president. Let me start off with two words made in america now hold on
0: a minute okay hold on i'm not good at math jenny but i don't think those are two words (laughs) let me start off with two words made in america did you hear the people wait to clap the fact that people clapped i would have i couldn't help myself i like, that's three words sir (laughs) let me start off with two words
1: made in america now hold on is it made and then it's an N apostrophe America? Let's go with that. That's two words, That's right? Two
0: words, kinda sort of. in America made made in America. America. Or Maiden America. We start off with two words. Made in America. Okay. No, I heard I quickly a three. pause and then in America. Yeah. Cause yeah. you don't go to the store and buy a shirt <laughs> that says made in America.
1: And then they waited to cheer. <laughs> made in America. And then he doubled down on it. Yep. Very funny. So, three words... Not to. Bad start to a speech. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> Did he say we're getting Armageddon, too? Is, it's uh, coming and all that kind of yeah, That's not it's, good it's, either.
0: It's good. Oh, gosh. The president arrived back to the White House last night after telling his audience at a fundraiser that Russian President Vladimir Putin is not joking when he talks about the use of tactical nuclear weapons or biological or chemical weapons. Biden added, we have not faced the prospect of Armageddon since Kennedy and the Cuban Missile Crisis. That's fun stuff. Yeah. 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 Uh, I talked to Mike Lyons, our uh, military analyst. We've had him on here before. He said, here's when you use tactical nukes, when you're covering yourself when you're leaving.
1: And you're losing.
0: You know, he goes, you, because the whole thing is, it, it, it's when you're escaping or when you're getting away from something, you're going to use that. Uh, it, and it's it's not like a it's not a missile. The, the delivery system is totally in a much different way. He that's what he did for NATO. He ran their tactical nukes. Uh, he goes you if if he's doing those kind of things, he just wants he's there to blow a bunch of stuff Ooh. up, uh, which is scary. Which is scary.
1: Could be bad. Could yeah. be bad. Um, let's talk local story. Uh, very interesting. That apparently we've ruined New York City, Arizona. We've ruined it. So. New York City, the mayor there has declared a state of emergency because we're sending migrants there. Governor Doug Ducey's got a bus, he's putting migrants on it, and he's sending uh, these folks to a couple different places, one of them being New York City. So New York City is like, yeah... It's been rough. We got four people the other day, and we really just didn't know what to do with them. And then in, in Arizona or Phoenix, we're like, yeah, we got a bus stop full of people. If uh, you know, right here, ah. we got a ton of people. So the mayor of
0: uh, mayor, mayor Adams
1: of uh, New York. Uh, it's it's tough times. It's uh, it's uh, seventeen thousand asylum seekers have already been bused here to New York from Texas. Hun- seventeen thousand. All right, so that's just from Texas. Hundreds arrive every day, and New York Mayor Eric Adams said the city is running short of resources to. Help them. The mayor expects the city will have spent a billion dollars by the end of the fiscal year servicing migrants. He called it a
0: humanitarian
1: crisis accelerated by politics. You know what I would do if I was the mayor of New York City? I would ship them back to Phoenix and see what Doug Ducey does. Oh,
0: just ping them around? Yeah, just ping them around sure. from place to place. We're already using them as pawns. Might as well just you know make them a pinball. It is kind of. It's so sad. The seventeen thousand. Mo- everybody. The, everything I've read says. That most people, by the time they get somewhere uh, and they get settled, they've moved on within 24 to 48 hours. So they're not like they're staying in, they just arrive in New York City. Although right. they might be like, hey, we're on vacation now. But five,
1: when, why wouldn't you want to go to the great one of the great New York City? Uh, five to six buses of migrants arrive per day. That's wow. a lot. Good. Yeah. When Still they,
0: nothing compared to what arrives right. in McAllen, in Tucson, mm-hmm. places like that. But Yuma. at least you're getting a sense of what's happening.
1: Yeah. One out of five beds in New York City's homeless shelter system is now occupied by a migrant.
0: <sighs> so that doesn't feel like there's a lot of, uh, of uh, people that, are, that they've got a lot of shelter there.
1: Well, they put up 42 new temporary shelters. And, so, and you know what they're doing in New York? They're, they're, they're getting hotels. And they're saying, "Hey, we need hotel rooms," and then they put people up in a hotel room.
0: Oh yeah. So and you was know, force, was it California's trying to force everybody to do that? It's amazing. By noon, you have to tell us if you have any rooms available, so we can stick homeless, crazy people in there who will break a bunch of stuff and steal.
1: would know you would think that now that Deucey sent hundreds of migrants over to the East Coast, and Abbott's done it, and and you know, I know that uh, uh, the Florida governor the DeSantis DeSantis, did it, and they bit. went
0: after him more than anybody else because a where he's sentiment B. he's the front runner yeah. for what is going to be but, the republican party
1: but now that you're doing it now that ducey's continue to do it and these democratic mayors and uh, governors and what have you uh they're starting to say you know what uh, maybe washington should do something uh, that's a beautiful thing isn't it maybe washington should do something because you know if you're in new york City. And you read a report about immigration or asylum seekers and they come over the Arizona border. You look at it online and you're like, wow, that's something. And then you move on. But when they land in your city, everything changes because you don't know what. Now you feel our pain. Now you know what we go through. Now you know what churches in Arizona go through housing uh, these folks, getting them a bus ticket somewhere, uh, getting them some food and some clothes. And, and
0: having your your places that. So many of our places are absolutely crunched. They have no money. They have no room. And remember, most of these people are going to stay there for a limited time. A lot of places, you know, you go to, like, look at, like, you know, Uvalde, right next to the border. Right. A lot of people there, they've come across the border. They're staying there. So you're now feeling what everybody else is feeling in and along the border. Let's switch places for a little while. That's it. And if you think now that...
1: Well, well, I got the Yankees. S- I, what's that? We'll take the Yankees. Uh, I got it. Gotta, Doug Ducey had a great line. He did a couple weeks ago. We're bringing the border to you. Yeah, that's exactly what he's doing. You don't have to like it. You could say they're being used as pawns. Yeah. You could say it's the greatest thing in the world. Now, but that is exactly what Ducey is doing. He's bringing the border to New York because New York City never cared before. No. Now, if one out of five beds in New York City... You know, a homeless shelter is occupied by a migrant. Well, suddenly, you know what? You've got record levels of people that you now have to take care of in New York City.
0: And you're the ones who said, we're going to welcome everybody with open arms. We're a sanctuary city. We're going to go against any federal law. Just take you up on it. Here, let's just see how, uh, I'll say this for California. They're not griping about it. Chicago griped about it. D.C. griped about it. California, at least they put their money where their mouth is. Yeah. So the mayor of New
1: York declares a state of emergency over migrants because our governor is sending uh, migrants to them. OK, well, good luck out there in New York. I don't think we're going to stop. I don't think Deucey's going to stop. All right. Coming up next. How much will it cost you to go to the Super Bowl in Glendale? If you have a number in your head, you're probably not even close. We're talk about it next. Gatos and Chad show. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM.
0: Serious news, me. seriously entertaining. The Gatos and Chad Show. What do you think apples are those apples? I got your attention. Good. Guess what? We got our own podcast. They let us have one. It's called the Gatos and Chad Show Podcast. Right now, you can get it on your iPhone, your Android. Never miss any of the exciting shows. Get and Chad Show Podcast. Monty Bob. Keller Royce Keller Williams Realty. East Valley. Get higher prices selling your home. Get guaranteed offers at higherprice.com, higherprice.com.
1: You know, a lot of uh, Valley residents talking about maybe I will rent my house out during Super Bowl week. Yeah. Um, you know, especially if you, well, I don't even know. I would guess if you lived on the west side, uh, it'd be. Side? But But again, if you're coming to Arizona,
0: wouldn't you go to Scottsdale and rent out a house? Well, you would try. Okay. But, you know. but If the you super... don't know where you. Hey, let me tell you something. When we went to Cleveland, we had no idea. And our guy that handled everything got us an Airbnb. And... <laughs> Not good. Not good. Three white guys rolling up in a white like van, pulling out all this radio equipment, and everybody in the street looking at like, there's the feds. No. Nope. So, good story. You got to be careful out there. <laughs> I know. Uh, Would you rent th- your house out? Uh, you know what? I- I've, wa- I've thought
1: about it, but uh, I think going through getting all the legal paperwork and- uh, Too much of a hassle? Yeah, it's too much of a hassle.
0: What if somebody wanted for like 10 grand for the week? 15 grand?
1: I- I'll just be honest. I don't know how to do it. You got to well. You got to go through a lot of steps. Well, ask Lynette. Yeah, well, ask my wife. <laughs> but if you're living in Glendale, you know where the where the stadium is and the Super Bowl is. Would you rent your house out? We've been talking about that. But let's look at what Super Bowl tickets cost. Um, you may spend thirty grand, thirty thousand dollars for one game. There are tickets for sale right now as low as five grand. I've always heard five to fifteen grand. I don't know what you're getting for thirty-one thousand dollars. Um, the least expensive ticket, four thousand nine hundred dollars, and that's in the upper level, and that's before fees. So, if you look at the most expensive uh,
0: tickets, What's on the difference, so so for forty forty five grand, I'm up there. What do I get down here though for forty k? What do you mean? You get a seat. What do you think you get? I oh, get anything special? What do you want? I don't know. I don't get to go down and uh, go go to the nice little snacky place, you know, down there. I don't get my own concierge coming to give me some drinks. I would think
1: for $40,000, yeah, you would get something like that. I mean, wouldn't you expect that? Yeah, I would you got to be if you're if it's a, if it's the highest ticket and it's forty thousand dollars you better sit me
0: somewhere bougie and some of right? that food and drink that's, should like, absolutely abs- be included absolutely because if the difference is thirty six thousand and it's only a hundred feet between the two of us I'm sorry that's ridiculous
1: I know this sounds crazy, but i I actually you know my wife and I have tickets to the Cardinals um but we I don't know if the cardinals have do they have like the place where you go and i'm sure they do oh they must everybody eats you you pay for a yeah. ticket but you pay an enormous amount right and that ticket also gets you all the free food and all the free drinks you basically paid for that
0: stuff see that's the ticket but that's a but for a super bowl that's 40 grand yeah like do you, like for that? I would expect that when the halftime show comes up, they open up the little gates and you can kind of wander in the field. Like yeah. you see a lot of the fans, you know. And you, that to me is forty grand.
1: Yeah. So I went to um, I went to the football game in Dallas. Our our son turned twenty eight. We went and visited him. Uh, we went to the Cowboys game now, the, and that's a great stadium. Uh, I can't stand the Cowboys, but that is a heck of a stadium. And we just have a friend who works for the Cowboys, and so. What what we do is we we pay for the ticket, whatever the ticket is. We go and we buy tickets and we get in, but we don't even sit in the seats. Uh, our friend gets into that bougie part, yeah, where you walk in and you know um, you have to have a certain ticket to get into where all the food is, all the drinks are, all the desserts, everything, and you know that is and I that is a very expensive ticket. So I'll give you the example we. We spent 150 bucks a ticket or 100 bucks a ticket or something. We, we bought the way up, 7,500 bucks a ticket. And we never sat in there. We sat in the bougie park and we just had some drinks. We had all nice. this and you can see the game perfectly, right? Uh, I would guess that, um, you know, if, if you are going to go to the Super Bowl and you're going to pay $40,000, you better be sitting right there. Yeah. You better have filet mignon. You better have, they you better know, let you take a snap. <laughs> anything. You, know, you don't want a hot dog. Sorry, when you're, I'm fine with hot dogs, but not if you're spending forty grand. And most of us aren't spending forty grand.
0: No, I, I, most I of us aren't spending forty five hundred dollars. I don't think I could ever spend that kind of money to go. No, and uh, it would have to be something like the last game ever.
1: Yeah, yeah, but you know there will be people to do it. You know what you could do. I mean, you could you could again. Let's say uh, you rent your house out for, as you said, ten grand. Okay, do you want you spend that money immediately and go to the Super Bowl? But I can tell you, in this day and age. I don't think you're going to do that. No, I think you're going to spend the ten thousand on gas,
0: right? Yeah. <laughs> That's I'm what you have gonna to take do. Gas with this, kids. Thanks so much. <laughs> you uh, know, I, uh, you know, somebody's going to, you know, they're going to pay that fifty sure. grand or oh, hundred yeah. grand to stay at a hotel, and i mean, to stay at a house, and absolutely, you know, and those people. The the thing is, like, so let's say you do the ten grand, and like, okay, cool. Now we can go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, but where are you going to stay? Because well, you just rented your house out,
1: well, you, you, right? Well, you crash at a friend's house or. You get a hotel or whatever. I mean, it, can, it certainly can be done. Uh, Rihanna's doing the... Uh, it's not Rihanna we heard, right? It's now Rihanna.
0: Rihanna. I always said it was
1: Rihanna. It's not.
0: we actually came out, to her whole
1: life. She came out and said, listen, it's not Rihanna, just to let you guys know. It's After Rihanna. After all these years, yeah. she's just now getting a late, right? That? It felt a yeah. little late. Didn't Dick Cheney do that once? He came out and goes, no, it's Cheney. Uh, it's really? not Cheney? No, it's Cheney. You're like, wait a minute. You've been vice president for six years. It's now, it's not
0: Cheney, it's Chinny. Uh, yeah, just like there was a guy, his name was uh, Cougar, but then he's like, no, it's pronounced wrong, well, it's Mellencamp. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, coming up next. Hey, who is the U of A shooter? We had a guy uh, in Tucson walk into a classroom and shoot a professor dead. We're getting a lot more news and, and information about who this guy was, why he shouldn't have been on campus. Uh, and we're going to talk about that next the Gatos Chad Show. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM.
0: Serious news, seriously entertaining. The Gatos and Chad Show.
1: All right. Uh, we got more news about the uh, University of Arizona uh, shooter. So what was it? Two days ago, yep. middle of the show, we got word that there was a shooting on the campus of uh, the U of A uh, and, you know, I mean, our kids went there, had a great time at college. They learned a lot. They've got terrific jobs now. It was a great place for them to be. Uh, very, You know, the campus is very safe. Uh, but a guy walked in and shot a professor dead. Uh, And now we're finding out a lot more about this guy. And, uh, you know, the shooting is it's raising some questions.
0: The way this shooting unfolded is raising new questions about security on university campuses.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, What do you you really can't stop something like this? It's too
0: massive to stop. It's
1: huge. Yeah.
0: You don't have to spend too much time on Arizona State's Tempe campus to realize just how open everything is. You could definitely get access to almost anywhere you needed to be on campus.
1: Yeah. So U of A like ASU. Uh, It is a very open campus. You can't be shutting things down. Every campus is
0: uh, it's like walking into a mall or something like that. It's just it's too massive. If you tried to push and funnel people through one or two areas, it would be you you would have to arrive hours early to get into your class at times. Right. So the
1: accused shooter, the murderer, he had been expelled in twenty twenty two. Okay. All right. So that's interesting because we didn't know that. Remember, isn't he 46 or something like yeah. that? Yeah. So he was a, he was a, was he a graduate student? Think? I, it's got to be a guy who went back to college, yeah. I'm thinking. Well, yeah, absolutely. Okay. So um, he was expelled. He was banned from campus uh, after several reports of threats to staffers. So this is a guy who is threatening people who work there. So at the time, you had the the college, you had the university say, okay, we're going to send emails to staffers uh, telling them uh, if this guy, you ever see this guy, if he ever enters the building, you need to call police immediately. Uh, And what happened was when he did come to the building, he had several people identify him and immediately call 911. So I thought that was interesting, too. They knew the guy's face. They were aware of it. The school had said, be aware of this man. Know his face, because if you do see him,
0: we're in trouble. Here's something, though, I would ask. Did the students not have... Should they not have all have been alerted at some point in time that there's this person should not be seen on campus? Oh. Because for every one faculty member, there's 150 students.
1: You know there's probably some legal
0: thing there. Yeah, I know, I, but my I know. thing is, the legal thing, it's, damn if you do, damn if you don't, right. because if you're... You're the, if you're a parent, you're going, hey, you knew this guy was a nut job. Everybody knew it. You alerted the people that were faculty, right. but not the students.
1: Yeah. And if the students knew his face, like if you're a student and you're sent a text by the university or an email by the university, you might not even open it. And if you do, you take a quick look. Okay. Yeah. All right. I see. This guy's dangerous. Okay. But I think if you're the staff, in a, especially in this particular building, you know this man's face because he has threatened this the people in this particular building.
0: You know what I mean? I would have still made sure that everybody in that everybody who was studying in there, everybody who was going there had an understanding of what this guy was cuz he may have threatened the staff, but as we all know, yeah. You show up and you might shoot a bunch of people regardless of just shooting the staff member.
1: So there was an expert talking about how, you know, how do you stop something like this? What went right with this? What went wrong with this? in ensuring campus safety.
0: That's always a good idea.
1: Yeah. Reviewing what went wrong uh, is, the, is where you start, because then you can make improvements.
0: But universities, he says, are trying to find other solutions. But they're doing that through awareness and, and information that they push out to their to their faculty and staff.
1: Okay. That's what they did, right? But you can't prevent this type of thing uh, across the border 100 percent of the time.
0: Yeah. And yeah they I, I, I don't do think it. people are looking for perfection, but I do would like to. you think the U of a did a bad job here? Uh, are you? No. Well, I think they here's let's just say for the sake of argument, okay. people threaten, you know, one of us or somebody here. Mm. I think everybody in the building needs to know who, who you know what's going on. Yeah, but you're talking about 30,000 people. Yeah, but you could still alert. The whole thing isn't just about 30,000 people, but if they don't look at it, that's them. But at least you gave somebody the opportunity Mm -hmm. to take a peek, because if he would have went off, then the parents and everybody else would have been going, hey, why didn't you tell everybody that there was this opportunity for a madman to walk on campus?
1: Yeah. So the guy's booked into jail, first degree murder, uh, held without bond. You know, one of the other stories we're looking at today... Still no
0: idea why that guy, though, right? That's the funny thing. Still, like, that particular... Because it felt like, when I've read some of the stuff, it almost like he had a beeline for that department and that guy. Hmm. Well, he was expelled. But was this the guy that did it, or Uh, was it somebody
1: higher up? I'm guessing he didn't do well in that class. Probably not. Uh, And if he didn't pass that... Well, I mean... No, that's not necessarily true. He could have done very well, and he was just not right. And he was threatening people, and they kicked him out. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to tell. It's hard to tell because it's that one. It's the threats to staffers at the campuses. I don't know how to pronounce this. Harsh, harsh burger bar, building. I don't know. Harshburger. Okay. All right. One of the other stories. Yavaldi. Finally, they did the right thing.
0: Yeah. What did they do? They fired all, or at least suspended all of the officers from the Uvalde Police Department finally today, just in the nick of time, yeah. uh, and now they've got, I think, the state uh, troopers are, and, and the town over are the ones who are going to be watching everything from now on while they figure out what to do.
1: So they suspended its entire police force. Entire police force. So the Uvalde School District suspends the entire police force. Well, I don't think we're better off today than we were when the shooting happened because... They could have all been suspended at that point. Yeah. They didn't go in. No. No. And now they're not going to go in again if something happens. But I don't know. I guess you got to do investigations and you've got to, you know, follow the, 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 the you know, the, the, the legal practices. And But my goodness, I mean, any, you know, anybody who was standing out of that outside of, th- of that classroom and waited for, I don't even remember now, two hours, an hour, I don't even remember. Uh, I don't know how you get suspended. You just lose your badge.
0: Well, it gets all batch. legalese at this point, right? right there's probably right. unions involved and you have to go through stuff. And, you know, the union's probably going, hey, it's hard to defend these guys, but that's what we're paid to do. And, you know, they're going to fight to go, well, we want some of our pension. You know, how, I mean, that's, that's, it's sad, but true. Right. Some of these guys might get paid to walk away. So they had hired um, someone.
1: <laughs> Did you see this? Yes. Okay. So they hire someone to take over and then
0: they fire that person. Yes. Why? Why? Well, you had somebody. Well, first, of all, they hired somebody for the school that was also an officer that day,
1: and so, they wanted that person to, to take, take over. over. Yes. Okay.
0: Okay. So you, but you, you, th- th- that that
1: person also said, "Hey, I just want to say this. If if it was my, if I was a parent, and my kid was in that building, and I wasn't a cop, I would have went into that building. Yeah. And I think it was a woman. She got fired for that. That yeah, she, she should have been. Well, because she she's saying." If, you, if you're a parent, I would have, what, let you walk into that building and try and take out the gunman yeah. and save your kid?
0: Again, your job is to not have the parents do that. Your job is to go in there first and foremost. Uh, it, it was such a mess. The whole thing's a mess. Uvalde, th- you have to burn this whole thing down, and you have to rebuild it. And that includes the school, and that includes the people that are going to be at the campuses, and that includes the police force from top to bottom. So
1: everybody at the Uvalde, well, I guess school, the school district, the Uvalde school district, they suspended the entire police force. So who's watching the school now?
0: Uh, the state troopers, at least some who were also there, by the way. Yeah. But there's a lot, a lot of them weren't there because the state's a pretty big state. Right. All right. Coming up next.
1: Uh, yesterday, we had a wild interview with the uh, Republican candidate for secretary of state. Uh, I know at three o'clock, we're going to speak to the Democratic candidate for secretary uh, of state. But why was it such a wild and crazy interview yesterday with Mark Fincham? You'll hear why next. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM.
0: You're locked in to the Gatos and Chat show. All right,
1: yesterday pretty interesting interview with Mark Fincham. uh pretty controversial a guy he is. I'm not calling him a Republican though. So I don't think he is one. I think he's a, a mag, very far right maga. Is that is that a Republican?
0: Uh I don't think a lot so. Of Repub- Here's the thing. There's populism, which is Republicans, and then there's you know conservatives, the Liz Cheneys of the world, who are very much like the the stauncher conservative kind of things, and then you've got the the rhinos who are kind of like libertarian esque. Uh, but yeah, the MAGA people, I would say they're well, they're in the Republican Party. They're definitely in certain things much further to the right, and they have a staunch view on a few things. Voting is one of them.
1: Yeah. Uh, so you know, we interviewed uh, Fincham yesterday. Uh, And he wants to be, uh, you know, the secretary of state. And we told you, the guy's a conspiracy theorist. Who is? Mark Fincham. I
0: I don't think so. (laughs) Here's a question. I asked you this yesterday. Hold on a second. What was that noise? My stupid phone went off. Well, for crying out loud, turn the phone off. I didn't. It went on on its own. Here's something, though. And I asked you guys this yesterday. Uh-huh. If you believe it to be true in your mind, so if you took a test, yeah. like the polygraph, this, you, is the, this is the George Costanza thing. No, but if you pass, it. George Costanza it.
1: lied all the time to the point where, you know, Jerry would always say, you be- if you believe the lie enough, it's the truth. Yes. Well, yeah, yeah
0: that's, uh, that's the whole, you know, tell a lie long enough, eventually it comes truth. But if you in your heart believe it. Then you're stupid. Well, I mean, still, but, you, but the thing is, you I don't believe think it that so. the
1: Clintons killed Paul Walker. Well, they didn't. Well, that's what Mark Finchon sure did Or did they? I don't know, man. I got to think about that one. Because he was going to expose them
0: along. Apparently, they killed Anne H. too. I found out that was a new one yesterday, too. It's
1: just crazy.
0: But the thing is, for so many of these people, and I think we're looking at a lot of these people in a way that is. We got to look at it in much more psychological ways. that They truly believe it in their heart. They, in their mind, they believe that these things happened. You believe crazy? No, they believe they're they, they, believe, they crazy. believe crazy. Right? Yes. Now right. we can't fathom it, but right. they they see something. But what's that, your point, though? So I get, I get. Well, the, you know, we, it we still we, makes them wrong. We demonize. It might make them wrong, but we demonize them as these. You know, the 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 conspiracy theory, and some people they see conspiracies everywhere. You know those people. I think Mark Fincham sees conspiracies. He, he everywhere. is one of those people. There's no doubt about that. But he's. But
1: but again, there's. He's he's far far away from everybody else. Yeah.
0: Even Carrie Lake. You know, Lake, I would say that. He's further away. He's way further away than Carrie Lake. Carrie, so much of what she's doing, I believe, I think she, I don't even know if she believes a lot of it, but so much of it is very much an act. I think she's playing it up. You know, she's putting a little, she's putting mustard on it. Mm. I think this guy believes it all. Right. And I that's why, you know, when you said he was dangerous. OK, let's play that clip. Yeah.
1: So so we're interviewing Mark Fincham. We're asking him the tough questions. Uh, it's a it's a it's a hearty back and forth. It is. And, and, and it's sometimes it's uncomfortable. But
0: and good you know, on him for coming on
1: and sticking yeah, with absolutely, it. Absolutely. Absolutely. But then he kind of, you know, after it, towards the end of the interview, he kind of called me out. <laughs> right. I mean, he did. He did. So I so I gave it back to him. And this is this was this was part of it. Cuz I think it started with we were asking him about are you an oath keeper because those guys are yes. domestic terrorists, okay? Okay, so what's the deal with the oath keepers? This right-wing anti-government militia movement. They were there on January 6th. You were there too. Are you an oath keeper? Apparently because I went to a meeting 7 6 or 7 years ago mm. and signed onto their roster that I was present. Somehow that has been blown up to make me a quote member of the Oath Keepers. I'm not. Okay. So he says he's not. Right. Here's okay, a, All right, let's move it along. We only got a minute here. I'm going to move this up. Here's a little more in the interview. Good. We agree on you're, something. You're that's a, fantastic. You're just, a, you're just a fat denier. No oh, fact I denier. am? You're carrying the water for the people oh. who want to propagate the idea yep, that's me. that our election, there's no That's problem. me. Well, so, the job of the Secretary of State is to see to it that everybody just follows the law. You wouldn't have followed and that's the what law. what I intend to do when I am elected your next Secretary of State. Mark Fincham is joining us. He's running for Secretary of State.
0: If... You lose. Do you already feel like, because I know Carrie Lake came out before the the primaries and said that there was already cheating involved and she could tell. Do you feel like that's already starting to build up now?
1: I haven't seen any evidence yet. If there's a bona fide complaint with evidence, I'll take a look at it. Hmm. You think you can win? I think we're winning. That's why people like you are terrified of me. I'm terrified of you. There's no question about it. I think you're an election denier, which I'd never vote for you. I'm an independent. I can vote for Republicans. I can vote for Democrats. But listen, I don't know you. I'm not saying you're a bad guy. I, I don't. I don't know you. I would just never vote for you. I don't trust. I don't trust you enough to count balls and strikes at my softball game, which All is right. tonight, by the way. So that was the end of the interview. Listen, I, I voted for Doug Ducey twice. And I still think I made the right choice, even though I have all these problems with Doug Deuce. But this is a guy that's dangerous.
0: Well, and again, in his mind, he thinks he's doing all the right things. And, mm. and And again, just because he thinks he is doesn't make it so. All right. We're going
1: to talk to the Democratic candidate for secretary of state next.